Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Grant Wall. Welcome to the Planet Football Podcast. This week's guest is Adriana Monsalve of Univision Deportes. I've been a big admirer of her work for a long time, but I had never actually met her until doing this podcast interview. For reasons that will become clear in the podcast, she encourages everyone to register to be an organ donor at organdonor.gov. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Onward! Our guest today is Adriana Monsalve of Univision Deportes. She's one of the biggest stars of American soccer television, and she did something absolutely amazing earlier this year, donating one of her kidneys to her brother, Adrian. Adriana, thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you for the presentation. Yeah, um, I'm a superhero. What can I tell you? (laughs) (laughs) It really is an incredible story. And uh, I wanted to start with that, if if it's okay. Um, You just came back to work in late February after after donating your kidney to your brother. Uh, How are you doing and how is he doing? Well, I'm doing fine. It's unbelievable how the, the science, you know, works for for transplant, for kidney transplant. And they just make everything easier and, and really normal for the donor. Um, as soon as you get all the, 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 the tests um, and you are, um, you know, um, that you are... Oh, how do you say that word? I uh, just ran out of my mind. Um, approved. Yeah. When you are approved uh, as a donor, um, it's, they just try to let the world know how easy it could be for a donor. And for me, it's been awesome. I'm really, really healthy. Um, my brother is doing great with, uh, we call my kidney, baby kidney for him because he's like sick. 6'2", <laughs> and I'm 5'4", so my kidney was really, really small for him, but it's been working as a champ, and all the levels that he needs to, you know, to adjust to, to this new organ um, are in the, in the right direction. So he's, he's already starting uh, his work from, ha- from home, mm-hmm. but he's starting to, to have his, you know, his normal life, and he's great. He feels awesome. So I'm just, you know, happy, really happy. Yeah, that's really great to hear. Um, I, could you possibly tell me the story of what happened that led to you donating your kidney? Yeah, of course. Uh, my my dad, uh, 
passed away in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and he suffered his disease that is called PKD, uh, which means polycystic kidney disease. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was starting doing the dialysis uh, uh, 25 years ago, um, we got tested to see if we both had uh, PKD because it's an, an inherited disease that you get from your from your mom or your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got tested. We both got tested, uh, Adrian and I, and he got the disease um, when he was 20 years old. So at that moment, I realized that, you know, that probably my brother was going to need my help mm-hmm. uh, somehow. So I decided at that moment that probably I was, you know, I was mad. And to be, you know, his sister, uh, and to be uh, special for him, and and well, he he started to live his life totally normal. He went to London to study. Then he got married. Then he he moved to the U.S. Um, to work here, uh, and you know he had kids. Everything like you know normal people mm-hmm. do, and. Well, this disease uh, is, is a progressive thing, and the function of your, your kidneys um, um, start, you know, the whole process, they stop functioning, and you have either uh, have dialysis or either have a transplant. And mm-hmm. here in the U.S., um, it's, 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 you know, kidney diseases are really common, like uh, the numbers are they're really it's afraid all the, the 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 numbers that people that need a transplant in this country uh, and not just in this country and uh, in, in the world because mm-hmm. uh, kidney disease are one of the diseases that really affect uh, population so when i got back from the world cup that i was there for 45 days working mm-hmm. um he talked to me and he told me well, um, it's time. Uh, my kidneys are no longer working. Well, he, he, he had like 5% of function until the day of the surgery. So at least mm-hmm. he, he didn't have to go to a dialysis. Mm-hmm. So he told me that he needed to, to, to start the whole process to find a kidney. Um, the time to, to find a kidney here in the U.S. is three to five years. Um, and he also mentioned, of course, I know because my dad was transplanted to 25 years ago back in Venezuela, mm-hmm. in our in our country. Um, that that was one of the options for him. So mm-hmm. he told me, well, we have a lot of options here in the U.S. We have a, 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 a transplant for a deceased person. Um, we have also the option of someone who can give me the kidney if it's really matched with me. And and the other is dialysis. Mm-hmm. So what well, at that moment, like twenty five years of my life went through really quick again, and I just remember um, the opportunity that I have to 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 live with my dad when he got transplanted. Uh, he 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 lasts ten years after that, mm-hmm. but there were ten years of quality of life with us. He saw us, you know, graduating from college. He saw us. Um, starting a new family with our, you know, partners, and he couldn't see our, you know, his grandkids. But he he spent a lot of time with us because that person, when passed away, wanted to donate a kidney. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, well, I'm not going to think this too much. I already 
uh, took this um, decision 25 years ago when I find out that he was having the PKD. So I said to him, well, I just want to be tested. Uh, and I want to see if I'm, you know, able to, to give you my kidney. Mm-hmm. So we started the whole process um, just right after the, the World Cup finished. And I got tested. First, it was the match, uh, the match test. And we were really um, matchable. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my kidney was, for him, was the best option that he had. My, my sister-in-law also wants to, 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 to be tested, but... As soon as we arrived, realized that I was a really good match for him, so we just, you know, took the decision that I was going to be the person who who gave the kidney away. And then, of course, um, I I got through a lot of tested um, physically for me. They just want to to realize if you are able to live with one kidney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know. After that, everything was like a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was great. I feel always happy to, to, be, to be able to help him. Uh, I never you know, feel fear. Um, I, as soon as I took the decision, I was totally on board with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that in so many ways, not just God, my dad always was, you know, looking from whatever place he is now, and he was going to take care of, her, of his uh girl and boy so everything has been great and and we're really happy for it nice well your name obviously is adriana your brother's name is adrian uh so yeah. you're you're close in many ways but you're also have, been, have always been very close to your brother personally right? yeah totally totally we've been you know the two of us since we since i was born uh mm-hmm. he always um helped me when I was uh, a kid and everything. Uh, my brother is the smart one of the family. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he uh, went to London really, really, really early at his age. He was 17 when he left, left house. Mm-hmm. In our culture, it's not that common. Probably here in the U.S. it's really common when you, you know, uh, got out uh, from high school, go to college, and you just, you know, you're, you're not living uh, with your parents and your family. But back in Venezuela, no, you, you stay with your dad and your mom until you, you get married. Okay. <laughs> so for us, it, it was really hard to understand that he wanted to go uh, overseas to study because at that uh, back in Venezuela, you know, the college they were really good. Mm-hmm. But he got a, a scholarship and he went to London. He studied in Imperial College um, uh, chemistry. Um, yeah. Uh, chemical engineering. Okay. Uh, so that, that's I. That's why I also said that is the smart of the family. You know, I'm more <laughs> journalist in the part way. Um, and now he, he he invited me to to England to live with him for a year to um, to study English. So my brother and I we always been you know together uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I, I know all the the in the inside of this disease because I live it when I was you know mm-hmm. when, when, with my dad. So I knew what where, what he was going to be you know go through, and I just wanted to to make him life easy and and have the opportunity to to see their kids grow mm-hmm. and and enjoy the life that he has. 
So what can people do if they want to become kidney donors or organ donors in general? Well, you, you know what I like the most uh, this whole experience is that I, I made it publicly uh, on social media and every time a per person uh, you know, text text me or tell me, hey, now I'm a donor because of your story. I just wanted to create awareness um, uh, of what we can do as human beings mm -hmm. and, and how easy it could be. Uh, of course, it's going to be a risk. It's, it's, um, it's a surgery, a, ma uh, a major surgery that yeah. you're going to go through. But the whole process, they make you just, you know, really easy and and it's, it's all about love and what you can do um, as easy as you go to the DMV, um, DMV and change your license to be a donor mm -hmm. um, and I know there's a lot of myth um, and a lot of stories that people heard um, but it's not that easy if you become a donor uh, to, to really get your, your organs when you pass away mm -hmm. in, this, in a situation for example uh, you need to have brain uh, death, uh, and your body needs to be in a certain, in a certain way that it's not just oh okay I'm a donor and they're not gonna help me to fix me if I have an accident because I'm a donor. So mm. they 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 only want my my organs. No no it's it's more than that and it, it's it is really complicated. Just the idea to be in a donor. Uh, what else you can do? Um, as a life person, you can do it live. Uh, you can. Um, I didn't know. There's a lot of people that I live with only one kidney. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and what 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 I would do? Just get tested and talk to people. Um, I did this because, of course, it was my brother. But now that I'm a donor and a kidney donor, I I think I would do it even though it's not a person related to me hmm. because the whole process is, is really easy and mm. and I don't know it's, it's just it feels great it feels awesome to help people <laughs> in that way yeah no I can imagine um, you, you came to work again in late February um, you recently hosted the event where the groups of the CONCACAF Gold Cup were revealed um, is the Gold Cup going to be the main thing that you do this summer for Univision? Uh, and, and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be our, our best. Uh, it would be our ba our baby for this summer. Mm -hmm. um, I love the, the Gold Cup. Um, I love the, the, the way that CONCACAF is it's, it's trying to, to grow the area mm -hmm. uh, of football here. And uh, I like to see, you know, the, all these events always involves so many good good stories yeah. not just not just the games and the matches per se or also the stories around every team like for example a mexican national team is always great to see um, the story around the the new head coach what are they going to do if uh one of the players years uh, if they're gonna say no or yes to the gold cup uh, mm. and all the drama that is involved always about um, the Mexico national team um, how's Tata gonna do it because Tata uh, it's been so successful lately and he was really successful in the MLS so mm. now we want to see if he can make the difference in, in, in Mexico 
if he can take uh, uh, the national team to a different level. Um, the United States also is such a great story. They couldn't make it to the to the World Cup now. How are they going to do with all these young and um, talented players mm -hmm. uh, and see if uh, Berhalter is set to this, to, to this um, scenario? Also Costa Rica, which uh, with this such a great um, uh, trainer, uh, head coach uh, as Gustavo Matosas, which uh, we have seen in so many great um uh, teams mm -hmm. with Leon in Mexico. Uh, they, he he could won two championships, uh, consecutive championships, uh, which is not uh, a really common thing that you see in Liga MX. So every 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 uh, team has something like Panama. Uh, mm -hmm. They just made it to the their first World Cup. See what how are they going to do it with Bolillo Gomez, you know, on board. So. Er Every story is a really nice uh, to see that the opportunity to 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 have uh, games in the, of the Gold Cup, um, not just in the U.S. in Costa Rica and Jamaica, mm -hmm. uh, have uh, the Caribbean to be more uh, in a in a main role in this tournament. It's, it's it's really nice to see that, and I think we're going to enjoy it, and I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's also great stories in the Gold Cup of really small countries like Bermuda getting in. And, Correct. Um, and so that's kind of cool, I think. And there's 16 teams in the Gold Cup this year, which is more than they've had before. So you're going to have more of those types of stories. And we have a lot of we have a lot of tournaments going on during the summer. <laughs> so it's going to be great how how the, the the people react to them. Like we have the the World Cup. Uh, Women's World Cup. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Copa America. So I think the summer is going to be great for for football people that really enjoy the sports because you're going to have like a lot of options, and it's just up to us uh, as as journalists, as uh, communicators, to 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 engage with people to to see our our tournament. Now I'm looking forward to this summer. Um, I wanted to ask you, what's your career story? Because uh, I, I've read that you actually started as the lead singer of some musical groups. Is that true? <gasps> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, yeah, I always wanted to be a singer when I was a, a little girl. Uh, well, all little girls want to be a singer. <laughs> but yeah, well, I was studying uh, journalism in Venezuela, mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to 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 do that as my side job. Uh, but at that moment, my side job was a little a, a little bit bigger than my career mm -hmm. as a journalist. So I had the opportunity to to make an album with a like a Latin pop kind of music group. Nice uh, with four girls and we went to South America we had like a like a little tour and it was a really great, great experience um, helped me to to build more my my persona against a lot of you know against as an audience mm -hmm. um, facing that wasn't really easy so I think it helped me a lot to 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 have more experience uh, to be on stage or just you know be in front of a camera 
but then I moved to the U.S. Uh, in when I, in twenty. Oh my God, I already forgot. Twenty oh two. Twenty oh two. And I started my life here. I started from you know from zero. Um, you know, trying to find the American dream. I started working as a um, front desk person in a hotel oh, wow. in Orlando. Yeah, and then, you know, as a side job, because I have to pay my bills, of course, mm -hmm. um, I started doing auditions uh, as a spoke person with different brands here in Florida. Mm -hmm. And then I had the opportunity to, to be the, the sports anchor of a local station in Orlando in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So it was a really small station. So I had to be the producer of uh, the sports segment, the editor of the sports segment, the, the talent of the sports, sport, uh, the, of the sports segment, the makeup artist. Huh. <laughs> so basically I was, I couldn't do the, the the camera myself because you know the selfie stick didn't <laughs> exceed, exist at that moment. But uh, I really uh, learned a lot of uh, things because I was the main person of the of the department. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, two years later, uh, I got an opportunity to go to ESPN. Mm -hmm. And I was, they hired me as, uh, you know, one of the main anchors of Sports Center mm -hmm. back in Mexico. So I had to move to Mexico to do that. Wow. Uh, and it's, you know, I've been jumping around. Then they transferred me to LA. I went to LA to do a show. And it was a really nice show because I had the opportunity to um, have an opinion, not just uh, to, you know, to say the news mm -hmm. on the sports news. Uh, so it was great because I, I growth a lot uh, in the industry. I had the opportunity to work with someone like David Feitelson, probably you know him, yeah. uh, that he's really huge in our industry. So I, you know, I learned a lot from him to, to debate, to have a polemic, to, to fight over <laughs> a, a topic. So that was great too. And then I was, um, Univision, uh, brought me in, uh, four years ago so now I'm living in Miami and still doing what I love which is talk about sports and mainly soccer or nice. football <laughs> yeah nice um, well I, it's interesting your English is obviously fantastic I, do you have any oh, thank you do, do you have any desire to, to ever work in English not just Spanish I did some stuff in English but I think I, I miss a little bit of my how do you say that? Like, I, I do. I did some crossover things when I was in ESPN. Mm -hmm. Of course, I always gonna have um, accent, but who doesn't in the U.S.? Everybody right. has an accent in the U.S. Mine is different. Mine is um, Latin accent, uh, and sometimes I found it really sexy, no? But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can tell me, but. <laughs> But I don't know, probably I, I miss a little bit of my, <sighs> let me find a word for that. Um, wh when I'm in English, I'm not the same person when I'm in Spanish. Uh, or, or, or I try to, but sometimes I don't find the, the, the words that I, you know, need to find in order to uh, address whatever thing I want to say. Mm -hmm. But of course, I always want to 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 do English. It's, it's, it's a totally different 
um, scenario, uh, different audience too. Uh, but I would love to. I would love to. We can work together whenever you want. Just let me know. <laughs> Sería fantástico. Uh, but it, it, and you and you're really good in Spanish too. <laughs> Thank you. Next time we do this podcast, we'll do it in Spanish, maybe for the Spanish language we audience. We can have Spanish. Everybody loves Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting. Hercules Gomez is a friend of mine. He obviously works in television now, and he works in both English and Spanish. And yeah, he thinks that there's actually different styles of broadcasting. Yeah, totally. Is totally. is that your sense too? It is my sense too, and. Me as a as a talent, I, you know, I grow up in the um, Hispanic culture, and I think Hispanic culture see different football, mm -hmm. um, for example, and they're really passionate. And I I, I always want to um, to transfer that passion that I have in Spanish to my English option when I have the opportunity to work in English. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I, I I could get it, but I don't know if I miss you know in translation because sometimes I don't think in English sometimes I think Spanish and I do the translation at the same time so sometimes it's really hard for uh, Hercules is different Hercules he grew up here in the US even right. though um, Spanish for him was a second language mm -hmm. uh, uh, the same is for me but the opposite in English uh, English is my second language sometimes I do everything and I said a lot of stuff but sometimes I need to think or sure. overthink things and sometimes I get, you know, really messed <laughs> time to say something that I don't want to say. And uh, well, it, it is complicated to do the crossover, but I think Hercules is really good doing it. Yeah. Uh, also, Max Bretos, he's really good yeah. doing that uh, Spanish English thing. Rodolfo Landeros is really doing it really good too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, probably when I was in ESPN, I had more opportunities to do English. Now that I'm with Univision, I'm you know, uh, uh, I'm really busy. <laughs> I was going to say, you're very busy in but, Spanish. Uh, so I don't know if I have, you know, the time or the opportunity to do English here. But so I don't know. I, I love my job in Spanish and yeah. I would never want to, to leave it. If I'm going to think to do some stuff in English, of course, I would do it at the same time because uh, um, Spanish for me, I don't know. I found it more passionate, more mm. sexy, more... Yeah. And, and as, a, as, a, as a person, as a woman working in Hispanic market in sports, mm -hmm. I just want to be, uh, you know, open more doors for, for women in sports, mm -hmm. in Spanish. Probably in English, they already a lot. Uh, and in Spanish, I just want to, to keep doing big things just for future generations to, to, to be more comfy in the, mm -hmm. in, in the sports business. Yeah. Um I'm curious to know, uh, you've covered so many big events over the years. What have been some of your favorite career moments over the years? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I enjoy every every moment of my career. And I think that makes you, uh, that make you a better person and a better um, professional. Uh, the The... The way that we do things and, and the way to have success is that you show people that you really care about your job and about your career. And I try to enjoy every um, coverage that I can have. But for me, the World Cup Russia was amazing and I think uh, put me in another level. Mm -hmm. I have 
I could have the um, opportunity in Russia to, to work for both networks, uh, Univision in the U.S. and Televisa in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was totally exhausted <laughs> because we're 45 days nonstop, yeah. but I enjoy every minute, every second of the World Cup. I have the opportunity to 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 do this such a important tournament for our culture and for our you know for, for football uh, having rights uh, be at the at the um, at, at, at the game at the stadium feeling you know the whole excitement of the of the fans see all the process of Mexico national team because I've been working for Mexico Mexico national teams for a while. Mm -hmm. So see that they could uh, beat Germany uh, in their first match. It was awesome. It was historic. And and I feel like that little, that uh, victory for them, I got a little bit of of credit too. So feel that being so engaged uh, of your job, um, it was great. And Russia as we were a lot of, I was hectic uh, of Russia being uh, um, the World Cup mm-hmm. uh, host because we didn't know too much about how it was going to be. Right. Uh, uh, and it was great. It was beautiful. I really enjoyed the culture. I really enjoyed how they show uh, their country through uh, the World Cup. Um, and probably it is not the reality. But I think we enjoyed because during that summer, they were great as hosts. And for me, was the best moment of my career. Nice. Um, I even have a tattoo of it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, just a couple more I, well, questions. Yeah, I got one of the Matryoshkas huh? on my on my on my leg. <laughs> oh, nice. Good stuff. Um, just a couple more questions here. Really appreciate your time on this. Um, it's it's clear from your social media feeds that you care deeply about your country, Venezuela. Um, and I know that the country has been going through a tough time. How how difficult has that been for you? Do you still have family there? Yeah, I still have family, but I don't I don't feel uh, bad about Venezuela just because I have family there. It's just because it's a human thing. Yeah. Um, what people of Venezuela is living right now, it's uh, it is it's really hard for me to talk about Venezuela. But um, my family and everybody, it's it's having a really hard time. When when I was when I left my country. I, I didn't leave my country because um, of the political situation. I leave my country because I wanted to to prove something new to see if um, I wa- if I was able to to live out of, you know overseas and and if I could you know have uh, an international career, an international recognition, an international experience. But I always have the the uh, on my and my thoughts that I was going coming back, uh, that I was, you know, that I was uh, away for a little bit to to prepare myself to to bring to Venezuela all the things all the things that I could uh, learn um, in the in the United States and, and bring them to 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 help me to build 
uh, a great country. But now it's unbelievable. Is my family? The situation is really hard. It's really tough. I always want to use my voice to to let the people um, not from Venezuela know what they're doing. What are they living? Uh, and this situation has been for a long time. Now we have the 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 el apoyo. I was going to say that the support, the support of so many countries. But but they realize now that we've been living in a mess since the last twenty years, and I, it is it's really sad that I don't think that it's going to be a, a really good exit for Venezuela. And I just, you know, try to help the way I can do as a journalist, as a sports journalist, because I'm not a hard news journalist, mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't, you know, do that in my career. And I love sports and I want to stay, you know, stay here. Uh, but as a, as a spokesperson, as a Venezuelan who's living uh, outside, that, that I could have the opportunity to go to see my family, because since my mom um, came here to live with me, uh, it's been six years since the last time I went, and I really feel uh, really afraid to go. Hmm. Uh, so I, I do whatever I can do from here mm -hmm. uh, to help my family, to help a lot of people, um, because that's all the people need there. Help people that understand that they're, where they're living is miserable, and people, they don't have even, you know, food. Just the normal things to, 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 to have a life. They can have that now. There's a power problem. There's a water problem. So everything, it's you know, it's gets really difficult. And I just try to be a voice uh, and to help from here. Whatever I can do to help them, yeah, to make their life a little bit happier. Yeah, and unbeatable. And and obviously, what's happening in Venezuela is is more important, a lot more important than sports, but. I guess my, I think also of the of the Venezuela national soccer team, and you know they they've yet to make a World Cup. If mm -hmm. if they were to make the World Cup in 2022, it would be certainly a moment of national pride. Where does where does sports and the national team where does that fit in with all the horrible things that are happening in Venezuela? Is it is it an opportunity for people? I don't know. I, I guess what I'm asking here is where does where does sports fit? Well, the the La Vinotinto, which is uh, the the nickname of our national team, um, it's always bring joy to the people in Venezuela. It's the only thing that we have in common um, right now. Uh, people in Venezuela, this has been a long time that they are. You know, we are separated be, uh, because of political. Um, ideas mm -hmm. so la vino tinto it's that thing that makes us uh, feel venezuelans that's uh, th that's the thing that come us uh, brings together and of course uh, um, <laughs> since we are we, we we have never been able to 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 qualify to a world cup so the world cup would be like the most important moment in sports in Venezuela and it would be the happiest moment since the last 20 years in our country and sometimes yeah you're right like you said um, sports is not as important as the, the, the life of people that it's suffering in Venezuela but 
always sports and football uh, we have to see uh, um, this sport as a social thing too um, mm -hmm. sports like football like baseball always bring people together uh, and unfortunately um, our situation is really really complicated not just political socially uh, in all manners mm -hmm. but even Lavino Tinto is doing good besides that like hmm. the, the the federation is it's been having a lot of trouble uh, La, La Liga in Venezuela it's it's been uh, really tough too because all the situation in this country affect that too yeah but Oh, uh, Lavino Tinto lately, it's been at least given happiness to people. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're not going to um, close your eyes and, okay, nothing is going on in Venezuela because Lavino Tinto is having a good time. Of course not. But uh, this is something that you give to the people and people enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Venezuela. They need to be happy sometimes. And, and, I, 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 and I, that's a really important manner in, in back in Venezuela mm -hmm. because. Uh, Lavino Tinto, it's been uh, it's been criticized really, really tough lately. But well, if it's if, if they're still going on, we cannot stop that because of the situation. Yeah. Well, uh, Venezuela actually playing the United States men's team uh, ahead of the Gold Cup. Uh, lots of talent on that Venezuelan team. Uh, this has been a, a really good conversation, Adriana. I just want to thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Grant. Thank you. I really enjoyed it too. And don't be a stranger. <laughs> I, I really enjoy, you know, I'm, I, I know I'm living in Miami now, but I can use, you know, some practice <laughs> to my English with you. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Adriana Monsalve, as well as producer Brandon Nix, and everyone at Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. See you next time.